0: We turn now at 737 to the KRDO Newsline. We are joined by Jordan Goodman, America's Money Answers Man. And Jordan, uh, first of all, welcome to the show.
1: Great to be with you, Sharon.
0: So earlier we were hearing from ABC News senior reporter at the Pentagon, and Flaherty, on the uh, military actions taking place, uh, be joint attacks by the U.S. and Britain on the Houthis uh, in retaliation uh, for their shipping strikes. Uh, so all of this taking place as uh, we are closely monitoring uh, gas prices and oil prices, has it had an impact?
1: You would think it would, and when you have a hot war in the Middle East where it's escalating every day uh, with us attacking them and them, who uh, is attacking shipping, uh, you've got bombs going off in Iraq and Syria and Lebanon's on fire and Gaza and all that, you'd think this would be really make oil prices go up a lot, but it just hasn't happened. Oil's about $73 a barrel now at the pump. You're seeing it at $3 a gallon or less. Uh, it's the, the swing producer now is the United States. We are producing about 13.5 million barrels of oil a day, uh, far more than we did in the past, and that's allowing us to have decent supplies no matter what craziness is going on in the Middle East. So that, that's where it is right now. I mean, if it got worse, if Iran, in fact, cut off the trade of Hormuz and did not allow the oil from Kuwait and Saudi Arabia to get out, then that would be a different situation. And that could happen, but it hasn't happened yet. So despite all this tremendous turmoil in the Middle East, oil prices remain quite low.
0: All right. Uh, Let's uh, then pivot a bit and talk about uh, something that is, uh, you know, really impacting, I think, consumers here in the U.S., uh, because for the first time, the SEC has given its approval to some of these uh, Bitcoin exchange traded funds. Tell us how that impacts investors.
1: Well, that's right. Uh, Just last week, they've been wanting to do it for a long time, but they finally got around to it. The SEC approved 11 Bitcoin uh, ETFs, exchange traded funds, which allows the average individual to buy Bitcoin through these ETFs and offered by the biggest companies out there, BlackRock and Fidelity and so on. And it's going to expand the market for Bitcoin dramatically. Now, it's interesting, since that happened, Bitcoin prices have actually fallen. They were about 45,000, now it's about 38,000. But in the long term, I think it's really going to expand people's access to Bitcoin and create much more demand for it, both as individuals and as institutions. So it's a major change that I think is going to really improve the, the Bitcoin market long run.
0: And, and around here in Colorado, we have a lot of uh, marijuana business uh, that does do its business and banking in Bitcoin. So uh, this could further right. legitimize uh, that <laughs> those transactions.
1: That's right. So it, it's been a long time coming. I mean, Bitcoin has been around for about 15 years at this point. Um, and the SEC was very concerned uh, that Bitcoin is being used for illegal, illegal activities and so on. But it's finally become big enough now that they, they almost had to uh, approve these things.
0: Okay. Well, uh, then let's talk about retail. Uh, We've talked about, uh, you know, the impacts of the economy on retail establishments, on uh, more internet trade on retail establishments, uh, the brick and mortar. But now it sounds like uh, crime is the major factor in whether businesses are opening or keeping open some of their brick and mortar stores.
1: Yeah, we've had major uh, companies closing down major stores in major cities just recently. Uh, Nike, Target, and REI closed their stores in Portland, Oregon. Uh, Gumps in San Francisco, I mean, these are major uh, icons of retail, I guess you might say. And basically the stores are saying uh, crime, I mean organized uh, theft where they go in with hammers and you know just steal everything in sight. Um, there's just fewer workers in downtowns uh, to be shopping at these stores. And then all these camps of homeless people, You know, right around these stores just scares off the shoppers. And so it's a major change that these major stores are pulling out of downtowns around the country.
0: Well, and it's changed the complexity of downtowns, the fact that uh, following the pandemic, uh, you know, a lot of businesses that had their headquarters in uh, downtown city uh, places were not able to convince their workers, hey, We want you to be working from the office again. All of a sudden, those long commutes uh, were something that uh, workers were saying no to.
1: Either that or they're coming in less than they did in the past. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, yeah, a lot of these places are uh, remote permanently, (laughs) you know, or or at least kind of a hybrid, some remote, some in in person. But there's just a lot fewer people in downtowns these days. So there's just fewer shoppers for these stores. So it's a combination of that, uh, but I think the homelessness and the crime is really what put it over the edge. And these stores have been complaining to the mayors and the uh, city councils running these cities uh, to increase police protection to do something, and they just haven't done enough. So they're losing their major stores, uh, and this is happening in big cities around the coast, across the country. And it's, it's a real shame. I mean, this is what what makes these. Cities, what they are—they're losing their icons of retail.
0: Mm. It 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 does take away when you think about visiting, uh, you know. Because I mean, San Francisco is a great tourist uh, place to visit. When you think about visiting, I mean, the a big draw is the shopping, and that's right. not going to be there anymore.
1: It's true, and it's—I don't—I don't think it's reversible. I mean, they're not going to get rid of the homeless cities. They don't seem to be doing anything about all these these waves of robberies. Um, And as we said, downtown's not coming back. They're going to be converting a lot of those office buildings into residential, but that takes a long time and is very costly to do.
0: Mm. All right. Well, uh, Jordan Goodman, always a pleasure to talk to you. If people want to get more information from you, how should they contact you?
1: They can always email me at jordan at com. Always glad to help your people, Shannon.
0: Fantastic. Well, please do reach out to him if you have some money questions. We always like getting your take on the world's economy. Thank you, Jordan Goodman.
1: All right. Thank you, Shannon.